Welcome to the California Wireless Association podcast. We are proud to say that Kawa has been advancing the wireless industry, helping businesses grow, fostering connections between people, and impacting lives through the charities we support for over 10 years. We'll be coming to you bi-weekly with new topics, education, and lively discussions. Let's dive right into today's topic. Please welcome your host, John Coombs. All right, welcome to another episode of the California Wireless Association podcast. My name is John Coos. I'm a Calva board member and a senior vice president at Butler America Telecom. My guest today is Manny Kondokanis. He's the West Region Business Development Director for MassTech, covering all states west of the Mississippi River, including Hawaii and Alaska. Welcome to the podcast, Manny. Thanks, John. Appreciate it. Yeah. Our topic today involves uh, the challenges of providing uh, high-quality professional services to the wireless industry in a climate where the carriers and tower companies are firing on all cylinders, like all at the same time. In short, there is a labor shortage. But before we jump into that, uh, I'd like to chat with you, Manny, about who you are. And as I mentioned, uh, you are Maztec's West Region BD guy. Um, but let's go back in time a bit. Uh, this year marks your in sort of wedding anniversary parlance, your silver anniversary in wireless. That's 25 years. It's quite a milestone. So uh, you've worked on the vendor side. You've worked at tower companies and directly for carriers. And uh, prior to your wireless career, though, you served in the United States Marine Corps. So tell me a bit about that. Because I always kind of like go back to someone's professional roots and whatnot. Um, and because I think um, we talked about it about a week ago or so when we were kind of, um, you know, talking about how to go about this podcast, that uh, your military uh, duties included um, aspects of telecom and communications, right? Yeah, so not necessarily the same, but yes, communications. And it's kind of interesting because... You know, when you go in the Marine Corps, when you're in boot camp, they uh, they do a, a bunch of training and testing and they try to determine what you're I was enlisted. So, you know, I went in at 17 and when you go in, they basically test you and figure out what's your skill set. And apparently communications was mine. Hmm. Not not really sure how that all came about. But but at the end of the day, um, so I was a radio operator and I ended up getting assigned um, to a unit called the 11th Marine Amphibious Unit, which is now it actually changed into the expeditionary units um, that, that you know of now. You mm -hmm. probably have MEUs or whatever um, mm -hmm. they talk about now. But um, I was in that transition in the 80s when that happened. And I was assigned to, I actually lived on ships. So I, I went around on ships, on uh, amphibious assault ships, and I was a part of the Landing Force Operations Center where we would um, take in a lot of communications on um, crypto gear. We would translate, um, you know, secured messages for the fleet. And um, and then, of course, you know, the field stuff that goes on, all that fun stuff that Marines get to do. Um, and I did that um, for quite a bit of time. So so I spent five years in the, in the military and then got out and, you know, actually was going to school and figured, well, I'm going to I'm going to be a rock star and go play music. And uh, turned out a singer of mine was uh, working for a contractor in telecom um, during the, the big uh, the big gold rush of uh, of uh, the wireless days where where it was still analog like we talked about and um and ended up getting a job 
the guy that that owned the construction company was a uh, um, was a Marine veteran. So that kind of that kind of was my catapult into the wireless industry. Just happened chance. That's cool. Cool. Um, I know you told me that you li- listened to a few of the podcasts, and on, on, I think most of them, I I call it someone's uh, wireless origin story, kind of like you know, like Spider Man's origin story or whatever, you know. And so you're the first one, I think, to say uh, there's a direct link between being in a band and then getting into wireless, <laughs> which is pretty cool. I mean, I think every, everybody's got a different one, you know, that yeah. because because we all kind of stumbled into this industry um, at one point or another. So, you know, you mentioned analog. Um, so you've seen it. I mean, I guess we can call that one G. So you're on your fifth G. Um, yeah. Have you ever seen such a busy time in, in wireless? You know, yes and no. I think, I think, um, you know, back in the late nineties, it was, like I said, kind of the gold rush of, of the industry. There was a ton of carriers. There was a lot of, a lot of people that were just investing in the business and I mean, you had Nextel and you had a lot of local carriers and there was just a ton of development going on. I mean, I remember there was one year I probably put 130,000 miles on a truck just going to job walks. I mean, I just drove all over California, um, walking new sites and developing. And there was tower farms. I mean, you know, back in the day when there'd be three towers on one property. I mean, it was crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were building them all. So um, I think that was probably the closest to the busiest I've seen um, compared to now. Of course, now it's a little bit different. It's a different style of, of, of busyness, right? Um, but but yeah, very similar in a lot of ways, I think. Uh, but but yeah, this is this is definitely a crazy busy time right now. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, yeah, that time was super busy as well. But uh, you know, that was almost all new site development. Now it's kind of flipped around. This is almost all mods, maybe except for you know dishes new deployment, and the timelines um, now are so short and it's like boom 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 right but it's it's, so it is different but yeah it is a super busy time and it's you know it's it's great to be in this environment right now i feel fortunate i know you do too um but with all this you know demand there is demand for our services as uh, service uh, you know professional services companies um, there's a dark side to it it's and I have and I haven't seen this uh, to, to this degree and that's what we're going to talk about today is a shortage of labor the the demand is clearly outpaced the supply of qualified personnel uh, across I think all disciplines and maybe more acutely in the construction area but it's, it seems to be across the board. So, you know, but you, yeah, you guys in in your role, you know, Mastic's huge, national company, provides so many different kinds of services. Um, you guys do a ton. Um, so, w- w- where are you seeing the most acute shortage right now? Yeah, I mean, uh, Mastic really does. Uh, I mean, soup to nuts. We we self perform all of our services. We do use uh, vendors, but we we do fully uh, develop sites from 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 the beginning to the end, um, you know, in all in all aspects. But but we rely on, you know, our vendor partners and we rely on, you know, um, our employees. And and to your point, I mean, I think we've we we have a struggle in just about every realm. But I would say the the biggest part um, where we have the biggest shortage would be in some of the you know, the construction side, construction managers, obviously in the cruise side. I mean, there's just not enough crews out there to, to keep to keep the pace going um, with with what the demand is. And we're not even there yet. I mean, 
Q3 <laughs> is just upon us. Q4 is going to be insanity. Mm-hmm. And, and as we know, with all of the different things that are going on between dish deploying and, you know, some of the stuff that's going on with C-band, I mean, you're going to see, you're going to see, I think probably the, the busiest time ever um, going into next year. So, um, so that is a concerning thing. I mean, when you think about, we're already tapped with resources, how are we going to get there? Right. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, it's tough. It's tough. And, you know, um, nobody likes to, especially in a role like you have in business development. Um, and, uh, and I, I've done that for my company for years. Um, nobody wants to say no to work. Right. <laughs> but, you know, at the same time, you know, if you fall flat on your face because you can't execute, you might not get any more work at all. <laughs> so in your role, as you're really trying to, you know, um, grow the business for your company in half the country, um, how do you, how, how are you finding that, you know, your company's got a great reputation. Um, you're big, you're, you're, uh, you're highly capitalized and you got, you know, you have the, bandwidth uh, from a financial standpoint to take on large projects but you know are you suddenly or is it is it being more of your daily um, reality that as you're chasing new work um, that you're you're keeping in the back of your mind well we have to be able to perform this or we're, we're gonna hurt our reputation how are you handling that that dichotomy yeah you know I think I think what 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 benefits me is having been in the operational side and having done deployments and and developing you know sites for over the years and and having done different aspects of it right. Um, I think it's it's tuned me in to being probably a pretty effective uh, business development guy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think about my customers a lot. I think about my teams a lot. I look at I look at um, you know staying really uh, joined at the hip with my operational teams mm-hmm. and making sure that I'm very clear on what we can and cannot do. Um, at the end of the day, the last thing I want to do is, to your point, fall flat on your face. I mean, you can take on all the work you want if you can't execute it. You might as well do not even bother. And quite frankly, it actually makes you go behind uh, uh, where you were in the beginning. So. Mm-hmm. So it's a real tough balance and you really have to, to really focus on that if you want to do the right service for your customers. So there's a lot of times I, I say no, right? I'm, I'm sorry, I can't take that on. And, you know, I'm sure our CEO would hate to hear that. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, it's really about protecting, you know, the assets that we have and the, and the, and the, the reputation that we have and trying to manage that and balance it while still trying to support our customers the best we can by, you know, stretching a little bit. Right. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of discussions behind the scenes that go on, you know, between us and our leadership and our, and operational side of how do we get there? We've got to, we got to help our customers and we can't just sit, you know, where we can't stay where we're at. If we're going to continue Mm -hmm. to grow, we have to continue to do So we have a lot of, a lot of uh, challenges every day, right? It's, it's just a nonstop challenge and figuring out that what's the next opportunity and how do we help you know, bring the service to that opportunity. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I, the resources piece again, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, it may may be a a tangential comment, but, you know, uh, someone in your, I, I, I biased towards uh, business development folks like yourself who actually knows what it takes to get the work done. Uh, You're not just uh a pretty face going to mixers and uh, and uh, and glad handing folks, you know. So it's that's I think it's more important than ever now that somebody in your role 
is dialed in to um, the operations piece, and you're not you're not making promises to clients uh, that your company can't deliver. And I think now more than ever, that's that's a really important uh, piece of that of the business development role for sure. So um, so with that, you know, as everybody needs people, it seems like everybody is hiring in one way or another. Um, it creates an environment where it, it lends itself to a, a concept called poaching, where, where you know, um, I, I mean, I have employees that have been with me a long time. I, I'm, I'm actually feel fortunate that, you know, I've, I've, you know, I got somebody that's still with me for 15 years after I founded uh, the company. And um, that tells me, though, she'll tell me, I got hit up. Be nice to me. I got hit up on LinkedIn today. Ha, ha, ha. And I know she's um, joking, and I think she, she's not going anywhere. But um, it does kind of give me a like creepy feeling. Like, why are they? What's happening? Like, what? what and ha- I'm wondering how many other employees I have have been approached that I don't know about. And um, it's probably a t- every one of them. <laughs> I mean, the reality is, is that I mean, the the reality is, is one. This industry is very transient, right? Right. Um, I mean, I can tell you the, the numerous places I've worked and, you know, I'm a guy that likes to be loyal and, and stay in the same place and really just grow and be a part of something that that goes somewhere. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, I've been a part of multiple mo- and I would say unfortunately, but yet fortunate. Right. Because I think a lot of that stuff lends to growth, too. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I find I think I found a place that I'll that I'll be sticking around for quite some time. Um, I do like it, but, but I will tell you that, you know, even now, you know, there's a lot of folks that get approached and and it's just the way it is. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, everybody's looking to try to, you know, build their teams and try to do the best they can for their customers. Right. Um, and I think that's okay. I think it's okay. And I think it's healthy because it helps keep people on their toes. It helps keep, keep the, you know, the leadership on their toes and make sure that they're, they're doing all the right things to, to keep their, their employees, you know, focused and, and mm-hmm. and content with the work that they do and and motivated and all that. I think when it comes to the to the topic of poaching, it's how you do that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've had we've had situations where there's there's competitors or there's um, other firms that have actually driven out on job sites um, and tried to offer cash to our crews to bring our crew from the site that they're on for a customer to go work for that same customer with them. Which is which is no good. It doesn't help anybody. It doesn't help the customer. It doesn't help us, and it doesn't really help them either. You know, right. at the end of the day, and it ends up. You know, we've we've already been through a few of those evolutions where those crews will go for the for the extra money. They'll go work for that customer. They'll go do all that stuff, and then in three, four, five, six, seven months, they come back. Hey, you know what? This really wasn't as green as we thought on the other side of that fence. Let's can we come back? You know, right. and it's just a bunch of pivoting and and pushing around, and all the while. You've got sites that get delayed because you can't you can't stay on pace with what they're doing. You've got guys that have pulled off halfway through a job. You've got guys that now you gotta you gotta bring on. You gotta mm-hmm. backfill those guys. They've got to be trained. They've got to get safety. They got to do a lot of different things that that get them ready to go, right? Mm-hmm. And so you've got this evolution that just slows the slows the process. And so that's 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 the part that I think is is not good. And I think we have to do a better job as an organization and industry to, to really kind of prevent some of that, have a little bit more integrity. It's okay to go recruit people. It's okay. I mean, that's part of the business. 
Um, mm-hmm. And it, like I said, it, it keeps you, it keeps you honest and 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 really putting your investment in your people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think I've, I don't know how many times I've read, um, you know, slogans or things where you know our people are our greatest assets. Well, you know that's that's true, but mm-hmm. but at the same time, if you're not if you're not really truly doing that and focusing on that, then you're going to have guys leave, right? And right. sometimes it's just about the dollar, right? And and how and then on construction side too. And I don't mean to be so long winded, but that's on okay. the construction side, you know, growing up in this industry, when things slow down, the first guys that go are the crews, right? They're, right? they're really not they're not kept around because they're only there to do a job. So you can't really blame them to to think about well, if I can get five more bucks, I'm going to go get five more bucks, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because there is that limitation. Um, what I will say is, you know, working for Mostec. They are all about their technicians. They are about tech centric. And so they really focus. And that's from Rick Suarez all the way you know, down. They really emphasize, you know, uh, supporting and, and trying to create an environment for our technicians that is very favorable so that we prevent that. Right. Because they're the they're the heartbeat of our industry. If we don't have those guys to build these sites, none of us are working. And and that's really important for us all to, to reflect on and remember that. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to follow up on two things you said. Uh, the first, I think um, what I'm hearing is, you know, uh, it it goes both ways, right? So like, you know, it sounds like we both don't like nobody. I mean, if, you, if you're on the receiving end of being poached from, I mean, like uh, if, if our employees get poached, it, it feels crappy and, and it, it's, it's not good. But you know, have have companies sometimes set the environment that their employees are easily pro- poached because maybe they have not been employee centric and have open lines of communication. It, so I think there that we have to remember it, it does go both ways. And you know, I've told people and you know that work for me, like, look, you're going to be you're you're going to be approached, but just do me a favor. Um, you know, let me know. Uh, let's be, let's be, let's talk openly about it. I want your career to go well. Um, I want the best for you. Um, um, if there's an advancement opportunity somewhere else that that we don't have right now, I totally get it. But let's just talk it out. But that's that's all part of sort of creating that kind of environment. And mm-hmm. it sounds like you guys have that going on right now. Yeah, and 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 it is pretty open. I I think um, you know at the same time there are boundaries, right? And some right. some folks that poach throw the kitchen sink at guys where you're just not going to, you're not going to compete with that. And, Mm -hmm. and again, to your point, having those open lines of communications, if your guys are going to talk to you about it, you know, be open-minded to that. I mean, at the end of the day, what they need to realize is that not everybody's going to agree to that, that kitchen sink just because somebody else did. And therefore you're going to, that's going to be your choice. Right. Mm -hmm. But, but at the end of the day, I think having, having a little bit of professionalism and integrity is, is important. Um, and I think that goes with the companies that do that kind of dirty poaching. I think that kind of stuff is just ugly. I, I, I don't think it's a problem recruiting and trying to go after the great talent and finding these guys, but doing it ethically is, is the key. I think, um, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things that, that can go negative when you do those things. And, you know, we're all, it, this is, like I said, this is a transient and ancestral business. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many times I've worked for customers that have worked for me and, <laughs> and people that I've, you know, vendors that I've worked worked for 
that become, you know, become my boss. And mm-hmm. I mean, that stuff happens. And so you got to really pay attention. And if there's any industry that's more uh, conducive to that is, is the wireless industry. I mean, yeah, I, I you know, 25 years, you've seen it, you see it over the years, you, you know, right. it's, it happens. And, and so it's best practice and you got to think about that, you know? Um, no, yeah, for sure. For sure. And so, um, yeah. So what do you think the carriers or our clients could be, could be Qatar companies, whoever, um, have any, um, should they, should they send out any messaging on this? Like, um, cause it, cause ultimately, um, a build could be affected. And so, and what I'm getting at is like, well, uh, a vendor steals my employees. Then, then my client says, Hey, why'd your PM leave? Or why did, you know, why are things slowing down? It's like, well, because, you know, <laughs> your vendor stole from my company. I mean, Maybe that's too much to ask, but I, I kind of think that it. Sh- I mean, it, I kind of feel like it should be frowned upon because it slows everything down. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I totally agree. I think um, I think it's well. Well, to, just to start, there are some customers that do um, quite a bit to prevent that. Right? Okay. They'll, right. Let's they'll, talk about that. they'll set the bar and say, "Hey, look, if you're working," and I've I've gone to new customers, you know, trying to sell myself in the company. Um, to do new services. And, and it's, it was, you know, communicated very clearly. If uh, we'll take you on, as long as you're not going to take somebody that's already working for me. Right. 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 So some, some take a real strong approach to that, but there are Mm -hmm. some that quite frankly, actually recruit, uh, you know, and end up taking, you know, vendors from us that are working for them too. (laughs) And, Mm -hmm. and so, you know, that's, that's kind of the thing. I, you know, what I do hear from the from the customers a lot are um, for the ones that don't take that stance is, well, do what you got to do to keep your people employed and happy. Right. So that's great. But again, it goes to that point of you get somebody who's just really looking to try to get in. Right. Mm-hmm. They'll offer anything and everything to guys to bring them on. Right. And then once they're in and they're on, then they change their program. Right. right. Um, and then and then it goes back to that's where guys leave and come back and, you know, look for their job again and that sort of thing. But, you know, all the while to the point of process, the progress slows down um, in between. So there's, there's ramifications to the carrier's goals. And as you get into this really busy end of the year, and just like you said, it's the busiest time of, of, of our industry that, uh, you know, in, in recent history, mm-hmm. The impact of that nationally, if you really put it in perspective, can be detrimental to mm-hmm. to to a deployment um, that that the carriers are trying to get you know get done. And mm-hmm. and I think you know every little bit helps. And if a carriers if the carriers can out you know send that message that like you talked about, and some of the ones that that do right that I've that I've spoken of, um, you know that deters guys from doing that sort of thing, and then it keeps people more honest and it keeps the pace going. Right. And that's mm-hmm. what you want to do. You want to at the end of the day, it's all about demand. And 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 who doesn't have four or five uh, devices? I mean, I've got two <laughs> iPhones. I've got an, I've got three iPads. I mean, I don't know why I have all this stuff, but I do. <laughs> and it's all on wireless networks. You know, it's like right. it's insanity. And my yeah. grandkids have it. They're in their rooms with their iPhones. And I mean, everybody just ha- they're all connected. Right. And mm-hmm. so 
the demand is higher and higher and higher, uh, which here we are at 5G. I mean, before we're talking 5G, it's going to be 6G, right? I mean, it's going to, mm-hmm. it's just going to keep on going. Um, mm-hmm. It's just hard. It's hard to imagine where we went from, from the brick phone to now, you know, uh, being on, being on airplanes and being able to transfer, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars for payroll is insanity to me. Right. I mean, that's the kind of stuff that people can do. Right. I mean, it's just yeah. and streaming, streaming things. So that's all about this infrastructure and about doing the work. And and again, I think it all goes down to the pace of of keeping keeping the plan going and and supporting it the best you can. And and again, that whole poaching thing, I think, is a is a is a black eye for 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 our industry if if it's allowed to, to continue in that manner. Right. Yeah. No, I agree with you. So, and, you know, part of the reason we are, I think, challenged with this shortage is, is unlike sort of uh, other uh, either technical fields or vocational fields, like there, there is kind of a void of um, like the DeVry's for wireless or the ITT techs or community college programs or certificate programs in wireless uh, construction or um, other things like other aspects of wire, like regulatory compliance or whatever. Like um, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, I, I was talking to Nate, Nate's president, uh, Todd Schleckaway, I think it was in episode two about their efforts to partner with community colleges and create a, um, you know, a certificate tract for, you know, tower climbers or, you know, techs and things like that. I mean, um, you know, while the industry has some catching up to do, I think, uh, on that score, the private sector needs to, like Todd's trying to do, um, you know, help facilitate, I think, that, or we're going to be facing this problem for a while. Um, what are your thoughts and what is, is Mo, what is, what is Mostac doing or, um, what do you guys have in the works along the training front? Uh, maybe those are two separate questions. So take them which way you want. <laughs> yeah, no. So, so to the point of you know the industry doing more, I agree hundred percent. I think, I think we probably started way too late in the game. Um, you know, and part of it's like I said, we you know this is a very isolated industry, even though as big as it is, mm-hmm. you know, really people only get into this industry because you know somebody. You know, uh, I mean, Brian Baldwin, for example, um, you know, I heard his podcast and and he was talking about, you know, he was he was coaching and he was a teacher and 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 his his wife was in the industry and they needed help and he got into it. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I was playing in a band and my singer got in trouble and had a DUI and was going to get fired. And the only way he was going to keep his job was to find somebody to replace him. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I would have never been in this industry if it wasn't for that. I had mm-hmm. no clue what this industry is about. So there's a lot of that sort of thing where where people are brought in because either a relative um, brings them in or or a friend or, you know, something like that. It's not very often that. Uh, and I do I do know that there's there's in the past there's been people that have that have been recruited through colleges. You know, that's been going on for some time. Tetra Tech was was known for doing that. Um, but I also think um, and, and then kind of translating into your your other comment um, you know, so, so Mostec does a lot of different things. We have an international training center outside of the country trying to recruit from outside of the United States nice. um, because obviously the United States is pretty tapped, right? Um, mm-hmm. So we, we have something down in Central America. We do that. Um, we try to sponsor, you know, uh, workers, but we also have to get them prepared before they come here. Um, right. And that's, that's been one thing we've tried to do. We do a lot of different things and obviously we support 
you know, wars for wireless and, and, and do things like that and, and recruit for military and that. Um, but what I will say is, you know, there's a limited amount of resources in those pools. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I think as far as the industry goes, you know, co- community colleges are great. Um, colleges are great, but a lot of those guys are looking for professional jobs. They're not looking for, for, for tech jobs. I think we need to really start focusing on making some introductions well before the college, uh, mm-hmm. side. you know, we have, we have a lot of different industries that, that, that try to, um, educate and inform, you know, high school kids, right. Cause mm-hmm. not all of them are, are, you know, they want to be working with their hands. They don't want to work. They don't want to go to school. You know, right. um, you know, I was actually one of those guys. I, I was a guy that was like, I'm not going to college. I'm going to I'm going to go do something and make money. I mean, first, I thought I was going to be a rock star, of course, but that didn't pan out. Uh, I joined the Marine Corps, you know, and it ended up sending me on a whole different path. And and, you know, it made me realize that uh, actually I did want to go to school and and do something a little bit differently. But um, but, you know, there's a lot of kids that are just eager to go work and make a living and and you know the way you get those guys intrigued in this industry is is you know get them to know this industry and maybe you know make that that um that translation from you know there here's a here's a career path for you and uh, there's going to be a lot of folks that are going to be very interested in climbing towers and developing networks and and really getting into the technical, the technic, the technician side, right? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. You know, being able to do a lot of things with their hands and their brains, and you know, and there's there's a lot of um, value to that, obviously. Um, and then I think you know, trade schools. There's a lot of you know the 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 mechanical, the mechanics industry, the auto industry has done that with mm-hmm. some of the 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 tech schools that they've done. You know, maybe there's there's some ways to to figure out how to get some tech schools going for the for the wireless industry, aside from just, you know, wireless for warriors and those sort of things. Right. Um, Right. But there's a lot of things I think we still are missing and can do. Um, Mm -hmm. And, and while there's, there's still a need for colleges and community colleges and those sort of things, I think we need to focus on the, on the trades itself um, and try to bring that into. And the only way to do that is to, to get out there and start educating those folks and, and, you know, and, and partnering with, with industries and, and, and um, you know, maybe trade schools that are, better equipped to do some of that stuff, right? Yeah, totally. I agree with you. And um, you brought up something that made me think uh, about, you know, high school, you know, I was in high school um, last century. Um, <laughs> the uh, There was auto shop. There was this. There was right. like the industrial arts or woodworking or stuff. And well, maybe maybe you're right. Let's, let's talk to a high school districts instead in addition to college districts. So, yeah. but, uh, you know, I'm going to get my hands slapped here. We, we've, I mean, this is, we've blazed through this. We're almost at 30 minutes. I'm going to get, I'm going to get slapped around on this. Um, yeah. if I, if I don't cut this off, but before I do, um, uh, we've covered a lot quick, but what you have any final, uh, final thoughts as, uh, you know, cause this, this isn't going to go away, uh, quickly, this shortage issue. Yeah, no, I, I think it's just like I said, um, you know, we've we've got to do a better job of 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 managing our our resource pools and working together to, to to really support our customers. And I think at the end of the day, you know, again, like I mentioned, we're all in this together, whether you like it or you don't. Right. right. And and there's a way to do business competitively and honorably, and there's a way to do it dirty. And I think, you know, the regardless of like we talked about the poaching and all that stuff we've got to we've got to do our our best um in in um 
having integrity in how we do our business. And I think we can all work together. We all we all work together anyway. So, um, you know, helping each other is is a lot easier than fighting with each other. And at the end of the day, it doesn't help anybody fighting. So we might as well, you know, put our best foot forward and try to be creative and work together and and find ways to to really help our customers in the end. Well put. I really loved that 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 and uh, you know the spirit in which you said it. Um, um, the very 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 good uh, way to sign this off. So, hey Manny, thanks a ton. Uh, I know you recently uh, moved, so we can't go grab a beer just yet. But um, I know you. I know you uh, love yourself some California, and yep. you know we're going to be having some Cowell events. Maybe you could use those as an excuse to come back out here, uh, which uh, the next big one is actually the Arroyo Tribuco uh, 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 golf uh, tournament that SoCal does uh, you know, with charity partners. It's October 28th. And um, thanks, Manny. Um, yeah, and, thanks, John. Appreciate yeah. all the contribution that you do to the, to the, the organization and Cowell and, and uh, and obviously and obviously you've been in this industry for a long time, so I uh, appreciate all the work you've done. And um, yeah, I'll see you for sure at Calwa. Mostec uh, is is there every year, and right. uh, we we enjoy it. So um, look forward to being there as well. All right, all right. Looking forward to that. So uh, our next episode, as always, is in two weeks. And until then, uh, this is John Coos, and be safe out there. Thanks, everyone. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you back here in two weeks. Until then, for more information, visit calwa.org. That's www.calwa.org.